start today by a very special poetry that has been on my mind since this morning. It's called "Hum Dekhenge" by Fares Ahmed Fares, and for some reason, I just felt like pulling it over this uh, today and reading it. It's been on my mind. It goes like this: "Hum Dekhenge." लाजिम है कि हम भी देखेंगे वो दिन कि जिसका वादा है जो लोहे अजल में लिखा है जब जुल्मो सितम के कोहे गिरा रूई की तरह उड़ जाएंगे हम महकूमों के पाव तले जब धरती धड़ धड़ धड़केगी और अहले हकम के सर ऊपर जब बिजली कड़ कड़ कड़केगी जब अर्जे खुदा के काबे से सब बुत उठवाए जाएंगे हम अहले सफा मरदूद हरम मसनत पे बिठाए जाएंगे सब ताज उछाले जाएंगे सब तख्त गिराए जाएंगे बस नाम रहेगा अल्लाह का जो गायब भी है हाजिर भी जो मंजर भी है नाजिर भी उठेगा अनल हक का नारा जो मैं भी हूँ और तुम भी हो और राज करेगी खल के खुदा जो मैं भी हूँ और तुम भी हो हम देखेंगे सो दोज हु डोंट अंडरस्टैंड उर्दू दिस इज अ वेरी रेवोल्यूशनरी पीस ऑफ राइटिंग फैज अहमद फैज रोटेड अगेंस्ट दिन डिक्टेटर ऑफ पाकिस्तान पाकिस्तान सेपरेटेड फ्रॉम इंडिया एंड इट फेल इन टू अ डिक्टेटरशिप एंड दिस multiple writings from Faiz Ahmed Faiz that uh, express disillusionment over the fact that the separation didn't lead to the vision of the country probably that people had in their heart um and i also ended up reading a very interesting piece of information um i used the website rehta and there's this very interesting piece of information about this ghazal um, um on the website it says in the year 1985 a general zia ul haq the dictator zia ul haq decree prohibited women from wearing sarees pakistan's world renowned singer iqbal banu clad in a black saree protested against the decree singing this nazm of faiz ahmed faiz in front of a crowd of 50000 strong in a lahore museum the state the stadium echoed with chants of inkilab zindabad why would ziaul haq uh, prohibit women from wearing sarees sari um, the idea became that sari is an indian wear although i would say that it is worn in the entire sub um, south asian continent which is india pakistan and bangladesh at some point uh, the idea was sold that sari is an indian wear and pakistani women should not wear it so he literally made it illegal to wear a sari it is it occurred to me amidst this entire um, abortion joe versus wade debate yeah that's roe versus wade i'm so sorry roe versus wade debate and this entire abortion um, fiasco 
um, the interest of organizations and the interest of basically specifically male led organizations which is like 99% of the organizations all kinds of organizations whether it's religious governments anything the strong desire to control what women wear what they do how they live and somehow the better you're able to control it the more successful you are as an institution uh, when we were younger uh, it was a very uh, it was a very uh, known thing that if a woman the the term the word used in hindi for when a woman is raped is izzat lutjana that means uh, uh, izzat means respect and lutjana means somebody has looted you of your respect so it is on you it is on you that you got raped and you lost your respect it is not the rapist and that is the euphemism that is used to describe sexual assault there is another word but if you want to say it in a in a softer way you don't want to use that word you say izzat loot gayi she has been looted of her respect as if her respect was something that it was kept in her vagina and it was taken away not only that but the woman's family if she has a husband her husband all of those people have been looted of their respect because she was raped because somebody raped her her family and her husband and her brother and her father when i say family the male members of the family have lost their respect because a female that they are associated with someone brutalized that female was no fault of hers but she loses her respect and also she brings shame to the male members of the family so she is persecuted even more by the male members of the family because she is the one who's brought them um shame um similarly honor killing um is a phenomenon that is known throughout the south asian continent wherein when in in it doesn't happen everywhere but there are pockets of uh, areas in india where it happens and um, a lot of times you read about these things in newspapers and personally for me that is not the world that i belong to but i know that that world is real in india i am i mean that's not the family that i i my family is like but i know that those kinds of families exist and i know that there are villages in india that are controlled by something that they call the khap panchayats so the the matters before going to the police before going to the cops they go to the panchayat and uh, the village committee of elders and they a lot of times have the final say in how to resolve a solution whether it's domestic violence it's rape it's anything may be le- less than a murder although some would argue that rape is not less than murder but in their eyes so a lot of times this has happened that a girl has um eloped they say 
has run away with a guy who she wanted to marry but who uh, she was forbidden from marrying societally uh, because of various reasons uh, because of for example the guy was from a different uh, caste or one of them was from a lower caste another reason is that um, in some villages there there is a belief that you cannot marry with within the village because everybody in the village is your is your like brother or sister so you cannot marry you have to marry a girl or a guy from outside of the village because of whatever local beliefs that they have they wouldn't be allowed to get married so the girl and the guy they run away or they do something or they are caught having sex or they are caught courting each other in some way and one of them or both of them are killed are murdered by their own families by the the father the brother they kill the girl and slash or the guy for because a decision that the girl made independently um as to how she wants to live who she wants to marry that decision brought shame to the family so the decision that the girl took that she is going to run away with this guy or she is going to have sex with a guy or she is going to um court a guy who she is not supposed to court and court um that brought so much shame to the family that the only way for the family for the male members of the family to come out of that shame is to murder their daughter or their sister or the, the female member of the family um and sometimes these resentments the feeling the 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 shame that these families feel over the things that the girl has done the resentment is so deep that it's not even something that's done in passion it's not even something that's done like it's not a crime of passion it's not done that you see it and you feel so angry you lose your mind and you do it no these crimes in some cases have been committed 2 years later 3 years later after the girl got married has run away has settled and suddenly the members get in touch and they meet and you next day you hear in newspaper this girl was murdered because she brought shame to her family so that resentment and the sense that the girl did something that brought um unredeemable shame to the family is so deep that time cannot make it time cannot wash it away the resentment is so deep and i was talking to a friend and i got to know that it's not just india it's worldwide and countries that pose to be very progressive very civilized there is a rape culture in this in the me too movement in the us so many women came out after 20 years after 25 years and a lot of men very comfortably sitting in their chairs they were like yeah yeah how come everyone's coming out like after 20 years 25 years did you not uh, why did you not come out uh, uh, for all this time you're doing it for this you're doing it for that now maybe 
there's one or two percent of the cases that came out as false accusations. But people very conveniently forget the kind of society that they live in, the kind of society where there is such an inherent shame in a woman or a man even more. Somebody sexually assaulting you brings so much shame on you when you've done nothing wrong and if that person is a powerful figure then you then forget it then you literally have to choose between living a normal life uh, your career your family being alive in some cases your safety or fighting for justice that is the choice that you face and this is not india this is not a so called third world country or developing country this is in the us this is in whatever um progressive country you can think of there's a book called know my name um a few years ago there was a case of sexual assault um in in a university in in the us and the the guy who committed the assault was um preparing for the olympics or had for swimming or had had won something i don't know and the girl who he assaulted was a regular girl um and a lot of argue, and and she was drunk she was passed out when the assault took place so the this guy dragged her behind a dumpster when the party was going on and he attempted to assault her where two um two swedish students i think exchange students maybe i'm getting some of the details wrong they saw what some that they were cycling and they saw that something was off and they they actually intervened and they grabbed him and they are like what the fuck are you trying to do and they saw, stopped something more something worse than happening but what happened was bad enough for a lot of time the name of the girl was protected as is the case with all victims of sexual assault because they are the ones to be blamed right and they will feel ashamed because the world will know that somebody assaulted them she wrote a book know my name where she revealed her name and she actually wrote in depth about her journey after she was assaulted throughout the case and the recovery and the psychological toll that it took on her and she said something very interesting that stuck with me she said that on a panel when they are deciding on the jury for victims of sexual assault especially female victims of sexual assault they make it a point to not put women on the panel or male members are encouraged more to be on the panel the reason is very counterintuitive it's not because of misogyny it's it's because it's been found that if there are female members on the panel women when they hear of sexual cases of sexual assault perhaps as a way of psychological defense because they a part of them knows that this can happen to them like there's nothing that separates them from this girl who's been brutalized but they don't want to feel it so 
they often come up in their mind with theories of why they would never be the girl who would be sexually assaulted they would say that i'm always more careful i don't dress like that i don't give that kind of a vibe whatever whatever reason perhaps it's a psychological uh, psychological cover against the very strong sense of rape anxiety that prevails in a lot of women and perhaps also some men in a lot of situations um and it said a lot about how a lot of arguments were made about how her life was of less value than the life of this extremely talented guy for just who just shouldn't be punished punished for 20 minutes of some action 20 minutes of mistake and you see throughout the world that there is this inherent interest in regulating what women choose or don't choose to do with their bodies and a lot of times uh, justification is given using religion using moral using ethics the government talks about dignity of life and uh, religion right so it's so funny to me that a woman if she wants to terminate her pregnancy or on a side note by the way our culture our world is filled up of men who have willingly willingly chosen to have zero participation in the lives of their children who have either had casual a, a casual hookup or they've had like it was a planned thing or they've married women and suddenly they have this child and they change their mind and all they have to say is oops i made a mistake i don't want to be a part of this and disappear and they are let off so easily they are let off the hook extremely easily so many women would be so willing to date a man who has a child who he has chosen to completely not participate in the life of that child you know he is a man with a past everybody has a history right everybody has a past now talk about women who a have children and how many guys are absolutely against dating these women and b women who you come to know one day that she terminated her pregnancy or she had a child but she didn't want to raise it and she left it in an adoption center in some place she just abandoned the child whereas our culture throughout the world is filled up of children grown up children who were abandoned by their fathers whose fathers willingly chose to not be a part of their lives the fathers were not raped they were not coerced into having children they had them and they vanished they they treated their children as disposable mistakes this argument that is made against abortion that you're treating a life as a disposable thing well men have been doing that since forever they've been treating children who they have had as a result of their action of having sex that they did with complete willingness they just vanish and they treat those children as 
disposable mistakes and nothing more and as a culture we have been very comfortable with that and a lot of men a lot of um, people who primarily are men in the in the jurisdiction in the in the legal system in the government who are so vehemently opposing abortion they are so absolutely painfully out of touch with the reality of pregnancy and the kind of toll that preg- a pregnancy can take on a woman's body all the the way they know about it probably is through them watching celebrities get pregnant and have babies and return in the same form as as if this entire pregnancy never happened they are painfully out of touch with the reality of a pregnancy and they i think a lot of for a lot of they are not aware that for a lot of normal women pregnancy is an irreversible change on the body your body for a lot of women and unless you have like millions of dollars at your disposal your body never returns back to what it used to be um does that mean that uh, only because a woman's body shouldn't uh, go through the trouble it's okay to uh, it's okay to abort a, a fetus i didn't say that i just said that a lot of people having these discussions are painfully unaware of the entire process of pregnancy and we are not even counting the cases wherein rape was involved or incest was involved or um an unplanned pregnancy is involved and the guy the father of the child just bails which by the way happens in a lot of these cases and especially teenage pregnancies where the guy has the option to bail has the option to live life as if the entire pregnancy never happened a lot of people say that abortion is murder i don't know that is a philosophical question because scientifically we do not know when fertilization occurs it's just a single cell and that from from that cell slowly it develops into this entire being and even when that being comes out outside of the body for a lot of years it still keeps developing the brain keeps developing until we are 25 so i don't re- i don't have a good opposition to that argument um but the same government takes billions of dollars from these giant corporations these lobbies and the same government does nothing about these corporations selling food that slowly kills the population in fact they even encourage it they do nothing about it the same government sells cigarettes it sells alcohol we saw what happened during the pandemic in india when the government needed money during the second or the third lockdown everything was closed just the liquor stores were open and people flocked as if there was no tomorrow 
because the government knew that it had to make money it doesn't matter what the government what your country is whether the country is ali- aligned is um, says openly that religion they they do follow a certain religion like for example pakistan is an islamic country or it says that they are not tied to any religion the governments are not working for god the governments truly are working to make money and if they truly ascribed the dignity of life to every life they wouldn't be doing half the things that they are doing and as us as us human beings if we truly ascribed dignity to to a life we wouldn't be doing in our normal day to day life half the things that we are doing but that requires a lot of contemplation it requires a lot of effort whereas just saying sitting on your couch and saying just outlaw abortion knowing that a lot of women who need it might might try to do it in ways that are that might cause death that might cause them to die or that might cause some irreversible bodily harm knowing very well just but sit in your chair and say no god said no to abortion god said no to a lot of things and a lot of religions would you also criminalize adultery would you criminalize cheating so then every single person who is in a relationship or who is married and has ever done any anything with and how do you define cheating it does it have to be physical or even mental is good enough to be classified as cheating then you have to penalize all of those things that's like 90% of the population 95% of the population the governments are not working for god and being a man and most governments are um, led by men for a good reason because um, this entire emancipation thing is not as re- as uh, old as we think it is um, being a man being absolutely removed from the reality of pregnancy being absolutely removed from a reality of how life and your body would change irreversibly uh and just saying that we outlaw abortion it's just very easy whereas um, looking into yourself looking into your policies from a 360 degree view not just uh, reproductive rights but day to day policies and seeing that do your policies reflect the right to life and dignity of life that you are claiming to protect and do your policies reflect what god wants you to do in christianity in hinduism in islam whatever religion do all of your policies reflect that and i am sure the answer is no but when it's convenient our approach is different and when it's not convenient our approach is different if truly governments care about the dignity of life and they care about right to life and they value human life then there are a thousand ways in which they can make a human life more dignified by introducing laws by introducing by creating opportunities for people to live with more dignity by creating healthier environments for them by creating healthier workspaces for them by creating more chance for them by creating a more level ground by understanding that 
we live in a world of capitalism and we are all ready to rip each other apart so we are not here to help each other we are all fighting for a very small spot there are a million things that you can do that god would be very 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 happy with because you're in a position of power there are so many things that you can do you, there are so many regulations that you can bring in place so that people are actually the quality of life for your population increases this experience of life from the moment of birth to the moment of death becomes a better experience not more pleasurable but a more joyous experience there are many things that you can do maybe when all of those things are done maybe when you when the society that you've created is less miserable is a society where people don't have to go through their life struggling like motherfuckers maybe when you've achieved that when you've given proper healthcare to people when they don't have to after a certain age live in constant anxiety over their health when you've given that then maybe you should have this debate but you have a lot of things to take care of before that i think then taking away women's right and saving unborn children and bringing them into this world in a world where you're not going to be able to provide them a fair chance you're not going to be able to provide them the dignity that you claim to protect and you're not going to be able to provide them a safe environment to live why not do that why not fix the world first and then decide on whether or not we should have abortions so yeah final thoughts i think there's a lot that can be done to make this world a more livable place it's never going to be ideal it's always going to be a struggle because life is struggle but the world that we live in has a lot of struggle that's not necessary it's perverted it's it's not how i don't think god intend, intended for life to be like this um and if i were trying to please god i would focus on first making this world a better place a less cruel place maybe a little bit more fair place i would first focus on doing that and then maybe think fight over whether or not someone should be brought into this world yep that's it thank you